Bond yields are tanking, tanking hard all across the world too. Fundamentals are being reimposed on the global bond market. And those fundamentals are sure not inflation, nor are they in the United States treasury supply, nor the 5% GDP number the government just put out revised for the third quarter. Basically, the bull steepener case is winning the argument. Now that we're past the September effect, and remember, the September effect is real. Rates go up in September, so don't put too much stock in the bond sell-off that happens during that month. Don't try to make a case for treasury supply out of what is a non-economic repeating phenomenon. It's understandable why people would put treasury supply at the top of the list of their fundamentals because the U.S. government is indeed broke and going broker by the minute. But with the economic and monetary fundamentals that we see now being reimposed in the global bond market, treasury supply is actually not a significant factor in interest rates. We see that over and over again. The 30-year bond auction just yesterday, a seven-year auction that was called poor. None of that has mattered because fundamentals in the monetary system and in the economy, as I've talked about in recent videos, they are what ultimately wins out and drives interest rates. So we're seeing the bull steepener case when during September, it seemed like the bear steepener case. And remember, the bull steepener case is only bullish for those who are owning U.S. treasuries, not the rest of the world. When rates go down, especially as far and as fast as they are now, that is not a good sign. In fact, it is very reminiscent of something I've called the landmine. The most famous landmine, at least in Eurodollar University terms, that was in 2018. October, November, and December 2018 to, to be specific. And as I just wrote about in yesterday's deep dive analysis for those who are subscribed to the DDA, there are other, there have been other landmines throughout the last 15 years of Eurodollar history too. What a landmine is, is essentially the bond market saying, what we thought was a good probability, but a high degree of uncertainty is becoming less uncertain and less of a probability and more reality. It's the bond market throwing in the towel on the possibility of escaping the worst case scenario or the worst case scenarios or some bad scenarios. Essentially, yields go down as growth and inflation expectations become altered by an increasingly harmful, less than desirable reality. And that reality is actually reaching home in the, in the form of Federal Reserve officials, not just any Federal Reserve officials, but one who has been known, has made his name, especially this year, as, as one of the biggest hawks on the committee. Christopher Waller's most recent comments suggest that even the Fed can see what's coming is actually likely to be coming. What Waller said was, I'm increasingly confident that policy is currently well positioned to slow the economy and get inflation back to 2%. So far, so good. I am encouraged by what we have learned in the past few weeks. Something appears to be giving and it's the pace of the economy. Now for Waller, from his perspective, that seems like a good thing. What he's saying is, I see exactly what bonds see. I see what, what we've been talking about on this channel for the last several months. Something appears to have changed September and October. The September effect is over in bonds, and bonds are pricing it too. Essentially, the economy, which was in its disinflation uh, high point during the third quarter in the summer, that 5% GDP, 
moved out of it, the disinflation rebound ended, the United States economy started to roll over like the others in or around the rest of the world already have, like in Europe and Japan to an extent. Essentially, with the disinflation rebound rolling over, what Waller sees is that transition. He says, I see it too. But in his mind, that's a good thing because the economy is slowing down just enough to take the final edge off of disinflation. When the bond market is saying, we see the same thing as Waller, but look at it very differently. This is the economy coming out of the disinflation rebound and heading into the recession that we've been waiting for that was only interrupted and delayed by that disinflation rebound. The probabilities were always there. And if we have indeed struck the bond market landmine, like in 2018 or the previous examples I talked about in the DDA yesterday, then that would mean we are, in, we are indeed in for some rough times ahead. And that may be why, that's likely why, as I've mentioned in the last couple of videos here on this channel, we've seen the banking system begin to hoard liquidity. We've seen the lessons of Bear Stearns play out in de-risking and uh, hedging against some really uh, undesirable outcomes. Essentially, the banking system sees the same thing as Waller, as does another well-known commentator, a fellow by the name of Bill Ackman, who we mentioned before just last month for saying essentially the same thing. I think I see something coming down the road here, and it's not good. What Ackman said was, just recently, I think the market expects sometime middle of next year. This is talking about rate cuts. I think it's more likely as early as the first quarter. And this was on a podcast, uh, the Dave Rubenstein Show. As a hedge fund manager, he has insight into a lot of the companies in which he's actually involved with. And what he said was, he believes that this weakening in the economy, he mentioned last month and reiterated again, that likely demand an earlier move to rate cuts. And we're seeing evidence of that in some of our companies, and I have some concerns. So even Ackman is saying the same thing as Waller. We saw something big time change September and October. And the bond market saw it too. It just couldn't price it until just recently because of the September effect. So it was never about treasury supply. That was not the reason for the sell-off. And treasury supply right now means very little, which is why all of these horrific poor auctions don't seem to be having any impact on interest rates whatsoever. Remember the 30-year bond auction from earlier in the month that was supposedly horrific? Well, as we'll see, rates are much lower than they were back during that auction. Fundamentals. And the fundamentals are the slowdown that even Christopher Waller can see coming is more than just a slowdown. So Ackman says, I can see it coming. Waller says, I can see it coming. And bond yields all over the world are pricing as if it is coming right now. So again, we don't want to focus on treasury supply and treasury auctions. We don't want to put too much into them because they don't matter, especially during these periods where fundamentals are back in at the forefront. As the focus on treasury supply is misplaced, so is the idea that the Federal Reserve matters much at all here. Higher for longer, rate hikes, all that stuff, that's all passed just like the 5% GDP number. Instead, the markets are looking ahead, not at Fed rate cuts, but as Fed rate cuts confirming the fundamentals of money and economy that are being priced right now. And what are those prices? What's going on in the global bond market? Well, let's start with U.S. Treasuries. The two-year U.S. Treasury, which... I've been saying all along, during the September sell-off too, the September effect, the two-year was 
sending really strong fundamental signals even during the September effect sell-off because it was not participating in the sell-off as it had in the previous year or in prior years. The two-year was a key signal that once September was done, it was not going to look pretty anywhere except owning bonds. Again, the bull steepener case that's playing out here. The two-year as of today was 465. And again, the bull steepener, the real bull steepener, is where short-term rates go down farther and faster than long-term rates. We aren't quite to that, that, that position just yet, but we're moving in that direction, which is not, that's the worst case scenario. That's the market saying, as I said, that that's the landmine case where the market is throwing in the towel on other possibilities of getting out of the bad scenarios or the worst case. So short-term rates are falling. And I mentioned yesterday the 52-week bond or the 52-week bill auction. That was another indication. But today, the two-year down to 465. The five-year is, is all the way down to 422. The 10-year is under 430. It's been as low as 426, which is the lowest since mid-September. The 30-year bond, the long bond. Remember the long bond auction from November 9th? Well, on November 9th, the 30-year 30 30 year yield went from 464 to 477, as everyone said, the, the federal government has broken the treasury market. Well, as of today, the 30-year long bond is 447. Like 2011, long bonds, treasury supply, the auctions, they don't matter. Fundamentals do. And like 2011, the fundamentals we see in the monetary system and the economy just are not good. They're increasingly, increasingly darkening. So we've got sh when you look at the yield curve overall, what you see is what looks a lot like the bull steepener. The short end is really where a lot of the differences and changes and the reshaping on the curve have taken place. And as the front end takes on those propositions, again, that's landmine type of behavior. So pay attention to the front end. The two year has been the best fundamental signal and it is still the best fundamental signal, at least so far, because now the rest of the market free of September can behave in the exact same way. As I said in the introduction, this is not just about the US, this is not just about US treasuries. Global yields are defying inflation risks that central bankers keep talking about. They're defying the 5% GDP number for the United States. They're defying the Goldilocks soft landing scenario. Over in Europe, Germany, rates are down pretty substantially today too. And they've been down really since the early part of October, even before the Israel-Hamas conflict showed up. Rates had already peaked. Germany's market had, had uh, come out of the September effect from very early on in October, largely because Europe is further along in the downside to the disinflation rebound than the U.S. is. Where the U.S. is just emerging, as Christopher Waller admitted, in Europe, it's been more clear and more visible and more obvious uh, because it tra the transition happened much earlier in the summertime. So German yields have been moving lower. They moved out of September almost as soon as September was over. The two-year down to 285. That's from 320. The five-year bubble, 234. That's down from around 280. So about a 50 basis point move. And remember, German rates are already ridiculously low relative to where the ECB has its policy rates. The ECB MRO midpoint or their target rate for money for short-term money rates right now is 450. So all of these German rates are way below where the ECB's front end policy target is. So the yield curve there is incredibly ridiculously steeply inverted and getting more so all, all the time. And as I mentioned yesterday with your Uriber futures, likely get even a lot more moving forward. 
So the five years moved down about 50 basis points. The 10 year has moved down another 50 basis points. That's under 250, had been closing in on 3% during the September sell-off, but that's, you know, we're almost two months in the past now. Even the 30 year long bond in, in Germany, 266. So again, German rates moving lower, already ridiculously below the ECB's policy rates. Another one, which is a big one, I think, because a lot of focus on the Japanese market for the same reasons or similar reasons to U.S. Treasuries. The idea that Japanese bonds have to, they have to absolutely sell off here because Bank of Japan's going to be raising rates. They're fiddling around with yield curve control, which doesn't mean much. But Japan's red hot economy, the Bank of Japan was going to have to raise rates and that was just going to wreck the low yields in the JGB market. And for a time, it seemed like that was the case, right, in, right up until almost November. The JGB market was the last one to roll out of the September effect because JGBs are affected by the September effect too. We see this every September, rates and yields go up in the Jap Japanese government bond market as well. September sell-off continued right up until the end of October, where the 10-year JGB got up almost to 1%. It was close. It was about 96 basis points. But ever since then, while U.S. rates are going lower, while German rates are going lower, Japanese rates have turned around and they have gone a lot lower, especially given how low they were. Um, the move in the 10-year, about 30 basis points. As I'm currently talking to you, the JGB 10s is around 66 basis points. It's been lower during the day. The 20-year bond is down to 140. The 30-year bond in JGBs, that's down to 159 from around 187 or so. So a 30-point move or 30 basis point move in JGB yields is an incredibly big one. Like German bonds, rates that are already low, going even lower in lockstep with U.S. Treasuries and other markets around the world. Global fundamentals. Global fundamentals. Recession, deflation risks. And another one that has actually more coincidence with uh, Germany than any of the others, just to, just to throw another global market in there, another example, Canada. Canadian rates have been moving lower since early October too. The maple bonds, I hate that term, but maple bonds, the 10-year in Canada, 427 October 3rd, that's down to 353, so a substantial move in Canada, even though rates are pretty low there. The five-year from 442 to 362. Just to reiterate and reemphasize, this is a global turn toward negative fundamentals across the entire global bond market. So when we step back and look at what's happening here in the global bond market, rates are going down far and fast all over the global bond market. It's not one market or another. It's not one tenor or another. It's the entire curves looking like more and more the bull steepening case, which is not bullish for the economy in the world. Because the fundamentals behind the bull steepener case are economic trouble, recession, as well as potential financial volatility due to deflationary money conditions. That's what we saw as a potential earlier in the year, and it never really went away. Again, the two-year treasury was telling us all along during the September sell-off, the September effect, that the market was more concerned about that reigniting than it was inflation or higher for longer or treasury supply or any of the other factors that people cite for the bond market sell-off. Essentially, the fundamentals continue to play out in exactly that way. 
We see banks hoarding liquidity, acting on the on the lessons of Bear Stearns, liquidity, de-risking portfolios, hedging. Hedging has come way back, which is what one of the things we see, one of the factors in all of these yield curve moves around the world. But it's the bull steepener case that was always likely the possibility, the likeliest possibility. To put it quite simply, if this is the landmine, it continues to move in the same direction, which seems more and more likely, especially where forward rate markets are going in the behavior of the banking and financial system. The fundamentals behind the landmine are quite simply, the economy sucks and it's going to get worse. The monetary system is disruptive and is likely to become even more disruptive, maybe to the point of becoming dangerous. Global bond yields are tanking all over the world because... The deflationary recession wasn't gone, it was just temporarily forgotten, at least forgotten outside the marketplace. For more relevant and up-to-date economic data in the United States rather than the GDP report for the third quarter, check out my video on the last payroll report. As always, I thank you very much for joining me. Huge thank you, your Dollar University subscribers and our members, some of whom you see over here. Until next time, take care.